Hey, this is Griffin from Orange Beef Boys. Just wanted to introduce you to a new feature on the channel, that being a podcast me, Tommy, and Declan are doing. This is actually the first episode, and for the first episode, we have a special guest, Sam Beck. Sam Beck is a recording artist and touring drummer for the band Remo Drive, as well as a kombucha maker and all-around swell guy. If you're interested in purchasing his kombucha, you can reach him at his Instagram, at Sam Beck, Beck spelled B-E-K-T. I'll be leaving a link to his Instagram and also a link to his Spotify where you can listen to his music. Today on the podcast, we'll be talking about what we're listening to, an encounter with Guy Fieri, and other stories and hijinks that take place all throughout. Please enjoy. Welcome, everybody. Um, hello. 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 Hey. And uh, welcome, Sam Beck. Hello. Hello. How's everyone doing? Doing, I'm doing all right. Doing quite well. Yeah, doing all right. Yeah. Nice. Where's everyone coming from? I'm in Pennsylvania. We're all in New We're Hampshire. In New Hampshire, yeah. New Hampshire. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Pennsylvania. Right. Um. You uh. Were you raised in there? Yeah. Um. I'm from um the suburbs outside of Philadelphia. Um. That's kind of where I grew up. And then um, I have been living in Philly for a while now, but I didn't really grow up in Philly. I can't. I can't say that. I was in the suburbs for sure. Cool, cool. Okay, that, that was going to answer my my question. I was going to ask if you were a Philly fan or a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So. Yeah, I mean, I love Pittsburgh. Don't get me wrong. Um, good food, good friends there, good bars. I have nothing against them, but I'm definitely like a Philly fan. I wouldn't, I don't need to root for any Pittsburgh team or anything like that, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, I'm from New Hampshire, which is in New England, and I'm not a Pats fan, so I definitely feel like an outcast here. So, don't need that. What, what fan are you? Uh, I'm a Steelers fan. The rest, I'm, the rest, I'm like New England. Like, I like the Celtics. I like uh, the Bruins when I do watch them, but. Well, they're really good, so I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're mostly going to be talking a lot about a music. Oh, uh, sorry, cat's got my tongue. A lot about music today. Uh, so, what's everybody been listening to lately? Um, I've been listening to Queens of the Stone Age mostly for the past couple of weeks. Okay. What I'm getting albums? more into their discover discography. What albums have you like specifically been into? Um, when I first started, obviously, Songs of the Deaf, that was the huge one, mm-hmm. and then Lullabies to Paralyze, which is the one right after that, nice. and right now, uh, Arab Bulgaris has really got my attention, I, I just like it a lot. Yeah, I could say, I mean, Songs of the Deaf is definitely my favorite by Queens of the Stone Age, but uh, Arab Bulgaris um, probably has some of my favorite tracks, like Threes and Sevens and Six Six Six. so... Yeah, definitely been with you of listening to a lot of Queens. Uh, what about you, Tommy? Uh, so like I recently found this band called Single Mothers that I'm I've been digging a whole lot. Uh, they're like their earlier stuff is like a lot, kind of like chaotic. Uh, mm-hmm. And then as uh, some of the newest stuff is like kind of uh, like cleaned up a little more. But I like I like all of their stuff. That's awesome. Uh, Sam, yeah. anything anything lately? Um, uh, I, I wanted to say this, but I didn't want to interrupt. Um, 
I like Queens of the Stone Age. I, I want to get deeper into them. Um, uh, musicians that I collaborate with are like really deep into Queens of the Stone Age. And yeah. um, I'll kind of hear them playing a whole album through. And I, I always hear a random song that I'm like, this is so sick. This is hot. And then they're like, it's Queens of the Stone Age. And then I'm like, oh, okay, of course. Like, I always like <laughs> hear stuff by them. Um, that really intrigues me. So they're on my list, I feel like. Uh, like, I definitely know songs for the deaf, but I want to get, like, <clears throat> deeper in. Um, but um, for me, uh, I've been I've been listening to... Um, I'm going in a... I just throw stuff in a Spotify playlist if I like it. I feel like I've been on... Uh, <clears throat> um... Do you guys like Rick James? Yeah, I do actually. Um, uh, one of those... He does like super freak <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. I listened to um, what was it? Give it to me, baby. I learned that on bass probably a few months back. Yeah, yeah. I've been listening to Rick James. Believe it or not, that's been keeping me moving through this stagnant time. And then um, who else is here? Um, let me see. Um, surprisingly, I've been listening to like Nick Drake. Okay. <laughs> I'll put that on. Um, Sorry. Arthur Russell. Okay. If you know him, I found him because Kanye sampled him and then I like went deeper in, but he's good. <laughs> um, and then do you guys know a band, this band I actually really like, I keep going back to them, and I feel like no one knows them at all, but they're called Sid Arthur. Uh, I haven't heard of them. Somebody told me oh. to listen um, to them recently, but I haven't gotten into it yet. They are very cool in my opinion. I feel like they're a little bit older. <laughs> um, not older in age, but like they were, I feel like they had like a like a radio hit how long ago was this like back in 2012 so like eight years ago they like had a hit that i feel like i heard on like you know radio or mtv or something it could have been that long ago that there was a, a song i heard on mtv um but they're they're really good i keep going their first album is really awesome that's awesome cool. yeah i think lately i've been listening to a lot of talking heads again and basically anything that's like I really associate with kind of childhood right now, or even like middle school years, because I went back and listened to a lot of the front bottoms, like older stuff. Uh, listened to yesterday, I went through the entirety of Nirvana's discography. And there was nice. One, one more thing that I did. Let me check my Spotify. And a few weeks ago, I found this band. Origami Angel. No, it is. Oh, did you loved. guys? Did, did, did you, did t Tommy Tuckman, did you guys listen to that Constant State of Ohio EP yet? I did not yet. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to it yet. Did either. I tell you how I found that? No. No, I don't think you did. <laughs> I found it through, I found it through TikTok. This, one of the songs, <laughs> one of the songs was just um, playing on a TikTok. I was like, that sounds pretty good. And it just, I looked it up and I listened to the entire EP and I really loved it. By this guy named Lincoln. 
Yeah, did I tell you that there was this one kid that used my song on TikTok like for three videos? No, I did not realize that. Which song? The only the, one that's uh, released? Yeah. The Orange Street Monster song. Oh, the Orange Street Monster song. Yeah. <laughs> Not his, uh, not his cover of <laughs> Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah, not the Kid Rock cover. Oh, Sam, are you a fan of Kid Rock? Uh, he does uh, Bow to Bow, right? Yeah, that's the one I love. Okay, is that the one you covered? I just acapella it as a okay. joke. <laughs> um, that's, that still counts. Um, I, that's the, like, the only song I vaguely know by Kid Rock. I don't know... Um, another Kid Rock song, and yeah, to be honest, I forget what Bow to Bow even sounds like, so I don't know if I'm a fan or not. <laughs> yeah, I probably you, am. Could you but, demonstrate yeah. what Bow to Bow sounds like? Just oh, refresh. Um, <laughs> the whole intro for like about two minutes straight is just Ba with a Ba, da bang, da bang, diggy, 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 said the boogie, said up, jump a boogie, over and over and over again. That's good. Keep okay. your <laughs> emphasis yeah. on that, though. Uh, I don't know if I can. Okay. <laughs> It sounds infectious. It sounds like I would love that. So yeah. I'm going to say yeah. Oh, one, one thing I was going to say, because you said you were uh, a lot of the people you collaborate with are big in the Queens of the Stone Age, was I saw that um, Eric and Steven actually did a cover of I Sat by the Ocean by Queens of the Stone Age on one of their live streams the other day. Were you there for that? Or... No way. They did? Yeah, they did. <laughs> That's <laughs> lit. I on... No, I, I didn't see the whole thing. So I like caught a section of it i didn't know they did sat by the ocean yeah i love that song um what is that on uh like clockwork yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i forgot about that album yeah i'm into that album too that was that was i think like the one that i the first queen's album that i listened to Mm -hmm. um to like check them out so i totally forgot about that album yeah yeah those two love queens of the stone age they're always uh you know selling me on them they're they're awesome yeah they don't seem like they would be huge queens of the stone age fans what's that supposed to mean you mean just you mean Um, based on personality or on song yeah both kind of interesting yeah (laughs) i just didn't expect it (laughs) oh my goodness um yeah no i know last time i went to a remo show i talked to steven a little bit about queens of the stone age because he said he wanted to he posted something on his story about wanting to learn the entirety of one album and I forgot what it was um, which actually leads me into my next thing because last time I saw Remo Drive was I think it was last summer and obviously you were drumming for them so uh, while I was in the crowd eventually at one point you snapped a stick in half threw it into the crowd i reached up and went to go grab it and it rolled off the back of my middle finger and accidentally hit a girl in the head uh so darn <laughs> this is this is my confession <laughs> i've been holding so wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so, are, so are you saying i threw a stick at the girl's head or you no, deflected I, it into a girl's head? i deflected it into a girl's head <laughs> You were doing something nice and trying to give somebody something. Should I apologize? Should I apologize on the record, or, or my, is that not necessary? <laughs> no, I think I wanna. I wanna apologize personally. <laughs> Just That's in case, because I don't think she realized it either. I don't even know where okay. she is. But right, I, I just know, wanted to. But... 
That's pretty funny. I'm sorry you, I'm guessing you didn't get it, right? I did not get it, but that's okay. Yeah, there will be others, I guess. I got, <laughs> I got plenty of experience from that show alone. That's good. Where, so was it in New England? Where was that show? Was it uh, in? It was at the Sinclair in Boston. Oh, okay. Yeah, that show was awesome. That, yeah. like, yeah, that was a great show. I will vouch for you there. I had a lot of fun that night. Yeah. I think I almost went to that, but I think I was busy that night or something came up. You're always busy. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> but I did get to see Remo Drive. I think, yeah, it was before we started drumming for him. And last spring? Yeah, I think it was a year ago. Uh, it had to be two no, years ago. No, I think ago. it was two years ago, yeah. Was it really two yeah, years Yeah, it was, it was at the uh, yeah. art space in Portsmouth. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that show too. That was like, uh, was that more in the fall or in like? I, I think, think it was early spring. I think this was. Yeah. Um, what this, am I on? <laughs> I think this was a little bit before you started touring. Yeah. Or, I think it was right after the drummer left, and they're still looking for one before they found you. I see. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Then we, then they must have done that twice, and then like more recently it was with me, and then another time yeah. it was with um, the old drummer. But um, um, if you don't mind, I actually uh, remembered a really funny story from that um, Sinclair show. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> I, I'm like I'm like 98% sure this was at the Sinclair. Um, if I'm getting this mixed up with a different me- with a different venue, um, <clears throat> we can just assume that it was at the Sinclair for for the story's sake. But uh, um, do you remember? for like the house music before we went on or like the music that would play in between bands yeah. over the speakers we were playing um like new metal like system of a down nope. and that was that show right do you remember that yeah no? there was there was like you were playing corn at one point i'm pretty sure all right yeah yeah we played like a bunch of new metal like we probably played slipknot and corn uh, yep. and uh eventually we played like system of a down in there and i heard their, you know their song Toxicity? Yeah. Um, so I, that song was playing uh, before we went on. Um, and, you know, we, we come out on stage, the house music cuts. Um, and what's funny is they don't actually, uh, you know, cut the music. Like, they don't, they don't stop the playlist. I think they just turn the fader down. Mm-hmm. So that playlist is still running throughout the whole show. Just that fader is like set to zero so it's obviously not playing through the speakers while we're playing well for some reason um it was in the middle of one of our songs and um you know how there's like a monitor back by me there's a there's a drum monitor that's going to be that's supposed to be pumping like eric's vocals steven's bass guitars even my own kick drum is like pumping through that speaker for me to hear Mm -hmm. right um and out of nowhere during like while a song is being played on stage uh toxicity by system of a down starts playing out of that speaker (laughs) and i so like i'm playing like you know trying to hear what's happening on stage where like just the studio version of toxicity is playing in the speaker (laughs) like completely different tempo song like it was so messy like i i don't think um it uh like, I don't think I, I left the beat in the song, but I was having a hard time. Like, I kept hearing, like, toxicity 
just playing and it was only in my monitor too because like so i was trying to get someone else's attention like is this playing on like the the the, the whole venue speakers right now like should we stop <laughs> and i was like no i think it's only in my my monitor and then we um we like recorded every every set on that tour like we um from the board we like recorded our set so we would listen to it that night and uh I was like, skip to this song, like go to like two minutes in. I swear you're gonna hear Toxicity playing in the background through my drum wedge. And it was there. Like like Clap. under the song, you can hear Toxicity playing. It's like so weird. That's insane. Um, yeah, like that's never happened to me before. I don't know why it happened. It was really, that didn't happen at any other like venue. It was pretty funny. That's gotta throw you through a huge loop. Cause even like, just like a dog barking in the background when we're playing in Tommy's basement can just be a quick distraction. So like yeah, yeah. Song playing through. Well, it's it's like the last thing you're expecting too. Like, and then it's just such a, I don't know. Like, I'm I was like in the moment in the song, and it like pulled me out of it. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, am I even playing the right song? Why am I hearing mm -hmm. toxicity? Like, I just had like, um, uh, a bit of a like freak out for a second. I was like, oh my god. Um, yeah, that was crazy. That's awesome. that's great. Um, so actually, I can kind of transition this into since you brought up, or I guess I kind of brought up the tour. But one of the main staples that a lot of people were posting on their social media about you, and one of the reasons that there's kind of like a, I guess you say, core audience for your drumming in the band, is your constant consuming of a certain fruit. Um, uh would you how how did the bananas thing start would you say um good question um the banana thing i, I really think it all stemmed from um what uh remo drive was already you know requesting on their rider mm -hmm. um you know the the list of the venue has to pick up um and put in the band's like green room yeah. um you know people ask for a case of water a case of beer you know we they would get um veggie trays and hummus trays and stuff and they would ask for like any fruit i i, I actually i think bananas is probably on it um they also get like kombucha so we we get um a bunch of uh, good stuff um, but I mean I don't know I don't I really can't take credit like I didn't pick banana I really don't think I was like you know what I'm gonna make that a new thing I'm gonna make that a meme of me eating a banana on stage yeah I it, it's it's a beautiful thing because yeah I really didn't uh, like intend for it to be a funny thing I just yeah. was like oh I think it was like we had to go on stage and I was like I'm starving like I like didn't eat so I just like brought a banana on stage and then the only time I can eat a banana on like that wasn't in between songs we don't really have that much time in between songs anyways yeah. um we we try to keep the time in between songs as as you know low as possible so uh the only time I could eat the banana was in the intro for I'm a doctor so I was like I'm just gonna do this um and then it just became a thing. I just had to do it every night. And then now we have 
you know, people coming to Primo Drive shows and bringing me uh, a banana. <laughs> it's just oh, really funny. It's bananas and kombucha um, mostly, right? I'm sorry? It's bananas and kombucha. Or do you give people gam- kombucha? Uh, that's both. So, um, yeah, people have brought me kombucha, um, you know, like showed up to the show and, and made sure that I got the kombucha they were bringing in. I always have to meet people outside because, of course, security won't let them in with like a, a glass bottle, which I totally get. But I just think it's funny that if it's going to be a kombucha night, I know I'm going to meet I'm always they're always like, can you just meet me out front? I'm like, yeah, and it's always a cool moment. Um, so I, I, I love that. That like makes my day. Um, but, uh, I, I don't, uh, give people kombucha. I, uh, make my own and then I sell it. Um, oh, and then okay. I like ship it to people. Um, I would bring it on tour. Honestly, I would think it'd be really fun to like bring it on tour and like, you know, sell it to people in person. That'd be really cool Put and more personal for table. me. Um, I mean, yeah, even that, or just like, just literally out of my suitcase. But, um, but uh, you know, I I have to fly to Minnesota like before a tour starts every time. I, it doesn't leave from Pennsylvania, so I don't want to pack a whole um, suitcase full of kombucha product and like inventory, and then like they're all glass, they might break. It's just like a, it's a headache. So. I have to settle sense. for shipping them out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I think that that satisfies my question for the um, banana thing. <laughs> I remember. So, so. Yeah, I mean, I I really wish it had more of a. Like, I need to come up with a story, right? I need to come up with something. <laughs> yeah, no, no. To give it to give it more of a saga, but truly, I just think like. They, I, I can't take the credit. Like, Remo was getting bananas in their green room. I, I didn't even request that. Like, I think it was yeah. just there. And I was like, I'm going to eat this on stage. <laughs> and uh, now it's a thing. And I'm yeah. glad it's a thing because, honestly, that banana comes clutch when it's time to eat it. Like, I'm, like, uh, weak by the time that I have to play. I'm a doctor. It's typically at the end of the set. So I'm like, actually, I need this potassium right now. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So it's good. It's a good stick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Healthy sticks. <laughs> One healthy fruity stick, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm about it. Yeah. So, another thing, I think I mentioned it briefly in the DM where I was expl- explaining, like, what this will be all about, but me, Tommy, and Declan, we were all in a band together a while back. A while back, it's probably like... Three years, I think. I think it was like four or five. I mean, we started now. it like six years ago. I think we started it when I was 13, so that had to be about seven years ago. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, you know, we didn't have, like, a proper focus or uh, direction. We'd play probably half a song and then goof off and do something else. I was wondering if any of you guys have any particular stories based on band practice shenanigans that really broke out. Start with Tommy. Do you have anything? Oh, I was hoping that you wouldn't start with me. (laughs) (laughs) I just want want everybody to have a little bit of a spotlight. uh, And there's so there's so many that I can't think of one. (laughs) Just most of them are just me and Declan. (laughs) I mean, that's that's fine. 
Uh, I think me and you, Griffin, when we were in relative heights, or just me and you, uh, <laughs> was watching Family Feud after practicing Tucson. Yeah, that was always good. We would take a break and we would watch Family Feud. Or, and a break um, would turn into two hours of Family Feud. <laughs> two hours of Family Feud. And then there was this one... Hey, man. There was this practice one. is practice. I love Family Feud. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, if that's favorite. part of it, so be it. My favorite part is when they scream out good answer for the most ridiculous answers. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I think that's truly what I, I, what my dream band would be like. Even if you say something ridiculous, they still have your back. And I learned that yeah. from Family Feud. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, they, 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 why don't they do band Family Feud? Like not a, not a blood family, but band members on Family Feud. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah, they do that with like Jimmy Kimmel or something with. Uh, yeah, they do with like, yeah, with like the Avengers. I was gonna say the Strokes. The Strokes had a um, music video for some days, where they had a uh, a bit where they were on Family Feud, and that's what got me to think about that a while ago. <laughs> it's like I'd love to see like a Family Feud where it's like pop against like Prince Daddy and the Hyena. That would be an entertaining. <laughs> That'd be tight. Yeah. Entertaining half hour. <clears throat> Why am I blanking on the host's name? Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, dude, I love. I really love Steve Harvey. Fashion. He's he really. He's Steve like Harvey. really funny. Like no joke. He's just so. Yeah. He's... He, dude, like just his facial expressions after like some answers. He's just so funny. <laughs> oh yeah, my goodness. Um, what was that cooking show we used to watch too, Declan? It was um, uh, Cheap Eats. Cheap, Cheap Eats with Ali Khan. It was on like the same network as um, as Family Feud. And it was just this yeah. guy who would try to uh, get, I think it was uh, breakfast, yes. lunch, a snack, and dinner, all with a certain amount of money in one city. And it was pretty entertaining. That's yeah. my life. That's yeah, my. Uh... I was gonna say that's gonna that's gonna be like a touring band. <laughs> that's too real. Yeah. That's. <laughs> if that's a show, then I am then I have content for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What's the best meal that you've had while on tour and in what that's city? That's funny. Um. Okay. Well. Um. Make a distinction now. Do you mean? Is that on the topic of cheap eats? Like the best, you know, like hacker that meal that I've like, or or are you saying like? It doesn't matter, like, what I paid for it, if it was free, if it was from a fancy restaurant, best best meal, like, I guess there's yeah. two, there's two tiers, you know? Do you want, like, my best meal at a restaurant on tour or, like, the best cheap eats bag? Why not both? All right, well, um, <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to start with the cheap eats thing because right. it's so real, but basically, like, um, on one tour, this was the one with the Sinclair show. Um, uh, it was part of that tour. But uh, we were traveling in a vehicle that had a fridge in it. So we were able to, like, you know, we would take, like, these tote bags at the end of the night. And normally the stuff left in the green room on the rider, like, goes back to the venue. Um, we, you know, we don't, normally you don't, like, even take it with you. You kind of, like, just leave it there. But um, since we had a fridge to keep stuff good for like longer than a, you know a day or two, um, 
we would come in with tote bags and like fill our bags up with whatever stuff we're like we could use this like it's almond milk or fruit or veggies or literally anything that we like would be like maybe i'd eat that in the next three days we'd like grab it and then like stuff the fridge um yeah to keep us from just buying fast food and, and then or spending money at restaurants like throughout the tour um so i um would try i would play this game with myself to see like how long I could go, how long I could sustain the food in the fridge that was like from our rider, from like, it could have been from four days ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, people be like, I'm going to buy dinner. And I'm like, I'm gonna just combine <laughs> in the fridge until I'm full. <laughs> so like, I feel like uh, a lot of times I would just like, I'm trying to remember, a lot of people would just like, put avocado on a bagel which is like a perfectly fine you know you can buy that from a cafe for eight dollars like that's a fine meal i just think yeah. uh it's funny like when you have all these options and you're in la or something and i'm just like i'm just gonna eat an avocado like <laughs> or like just like plastic spoon and avocado out of the shell or like uh Dude, I feel like there was one thing we ate all the time, but I'm like blanking on it right now. But pretty much salvaging scraps from like rider leftovers was um, my jam on the tour that we had a fridge. So I think that was my peak cheap eats best. That was best in show. Um, and then the other question was the like the fancier meal at a restaurant. Ugh. Um, this one is tougher. Um, um, I have okay, so I have a fond memory when we played um, New Orleans uh, after sound check. We were there all day, so typically you have to like get lunch and dinner um, yeah. in the city you're in. And uh, we did sound check, and I was starving, and I wanted to walk into the French Quarter or whatever the downtown is there, and. Um, and I heard about this sandwich that was on Food Network. Like it's, I guess it's like the cheesesteak, how the cheesesteak is to Philadelphia. New Orleans had this um, sandwich as well. It's called the Muffaletta or Muffaletta. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, that sounds familiar. Have. Yeah, I think bit. it sounds a little familiar. It's flames. And I'm pretty sure you can get it at like other sandwich shops. Like, like, like there's, there's shops in Pennsylvania that like do their own version of it. Um, but this one from New Orleans was supposed to be like the real deal. Um, and it was, it was very good. It was fair price. It's, it's like this flat bread type thing with like sesame seeds in it. And then it's like this like pepper relish they put on it and like tapenade, but it's like Italian meats and cheeses and stuff. It's kind of hard. And the cheese is like super sharp. I'm all about that. Um, it's kind of hard to describe. I wish we could have a picture up of it but that's okay I, everyone will have to do their research at home but um so then like i have this sandwich and i'm all excited and i want and i and there's no seating inside the place it's just like a it's just like a deli you know you go up and get it yeah. and they give it to you in a piece of paper and then you're supposed to go eat it somewhere and um i was walking around and the mississippi river runs right through new orleans and uh i like sat 
literally like on the Mississippi River uh, and ate this sandwich. And it was just such a, I'm also in love with the South. So I was like just in heaven eating this, you know, sought after sandwich by the Mississippi River um, until a seagull did poop all over me. Um, oh, right, man. that's just a little, that's the icing on the cake, as they say. Um, <laughs> that's bad luck. I know, um, but the funny thing is, I like, literally just kept eating. Like, I, the seagull, like, <laughs> all over my shoulder and everything, and I was just like, I'm not moving, I don't, you know, I'm just gonna eat this, and, uh, deal with it, but that was <laughs> very memorable, you know, food item I had on tour, for sure. I say, it's nice. kind of like a moment of enlightenment there was nothing that could really come to ruin it at that point absolutely it was that good i just didn't i was like this seagull's jealous so <laughs> tommy you got any stories yet? not to put any pressure on <laughs> oh yeah uh so uh i used to work at a kfc slash taco bell and uh nice they would they would throw out like the the posters for like different like uh, new products, limited time products, and one of them was the uh, Cheetos sandwich. That was uh, like a chicken sandwich with like Cheetos sauce and Cheetos on it. Very gross. Whoa. But like I kept the the poster for it, and I have it hanging in my basement. And one time we were we were jamming. I I, I came up with this really tight like heavy lick and uh me and griffin <laughs> i think griffin started like l reading all of the things that it said on the the poster like <laughs> like the description <laughs> yeah like the description of the sandwich and stuff but at, at the bottom it's for some reason it says lover's box <laughs> so <laughs> i like saying lover's box and then at, right after i sang it griffin would scream lover's box <laughs> <laughs> I think you had. Did you have the echo turned up on my microphone too, so it just rang out? I feel like. I think so. I, yeah. I think I discovered. Didn't I discover that setting like a couple weeks after that we did that though? I'm not sure. I'm gonna be honest. Like I forgot most of the things that happened besides me screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, all was, I play, was I playing drums there with you guys? You were day? playing. Yeah, you were. <laughs> But we haven't been able to repl replicate that song. It's, it's, <laughs> it's rough. It's lost, lost forever. It's rough. Um, I feel like that's a like a underappreciated perk of working at a KFC Taco Bell, getting the posters when they're done. Yeah, <laughs> that's tight. <laughs> it is tight. Also, like um, at one point they remodeled the inside of it, and they threw a bunch of like the seats and decorations out, and there was this big like. Uh, dumpster thing out in the parking lot and so I, I grabbed like I have like a stool from from KFC I have like a drive through sign <laughs> dude it's pretty tight I don't get any yeah, of that's... that stuff at my work um, that's I lit I stole, yeah. I stole a sticker yeah. from my boss's signature and I put it on my guitar but that's about it I just get cuts all over my fingers <laughs> that's what? what I get that's with every job though <laughs> Yeah. Oh, on the subject of food, I wanted to ask you. Um, uh, I, I noticed on your Instagram a picture of you with Guy Fieri. Yeah. 
I, I gotta ask about that. And what was that like? <laughs> I'm I'm glad you asked, because um, <clears throat> I've been spreading the good word. Uh, I mean, uh, this is tough to say. I mean, I love I love Guy Fieri as much as the next person, um, but you ever you ever have a an instance where you like look up to a pre- I mean I don't know how much you can really look up to Guy Fieri but like <laughs> but you know you just you have this like aura built around it could be any it could be a famous musician it could be a famous artist a celebrity whatever you have this like um expectation or like this aura like built around them that they are a certain way and then you get to like have a word with them or talk to them or meet them and what happens in reality like shatters your your uh your whole like perspective built upon what how they were supposed to be you know what i mean does that ever ever happen to you like so yeah yeah this whole i think it was just this whole experience like shattered my my um vibe around guy fieri um uh so i i honestly i took a trip to new york right before i got to see him and um my girlfriend and I went, and the only thing that was on in our hotel was Guy's Grocery Games, like all all nights we were there. So we watched like 10 hours of Guy's Grocery Games, if you know that show. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it still. But um, so like I was all hyped up to see him. I like was remembering all his catchphrases he says on TV. I was so stoked to, to meet this man and talk to him. And um and uh, I, I get there with a couple of friends. Um, there's a line around the block outside of this wine and spirits. That's where he was doing like a bottle signing meet and greet or whatever. So of course, um, so, okay, I get there and there's a line around the block. I'm with friends, bottle signing. And, um, you know, I thought he was just signing bottles or like signing my arm or whatever. I can just go up. I didn't need anything. So of course there's a catch you were forced like once you got in line you were like forced to purchase his new bottle of tequila that is a collaboration with sammy hagar that's hilarious right yeah Yeah. (laughs) because they they look the same of course they have to um collab on a bottle i'm actually i heard a rumor that like the only reason they became friends was because the memes were surfacing that they are like the same person yeah so then they were like, hey, we might as well work together if people, you know, so I think that kind of, that's that awesome. whole joke about them, like, started their friendship. That could be wrong, but that's what I've heard. And then, um, so, like, you got to buy this tequila bottle. When I buy tequila, it's literally $11. I buy, like, the cheapest tequila possible. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just what I do. And this bottle of tequila, I think, was, like, 50 bucks or something. So I was already kind of, like put off by that i was like come on man like <laughs> i got i'm gonna so i so you like you'd think you'd get to meet guy fieri just for waiting in line for three hours but that's not enough you also have to spend fifty dollars and get his bottle so you can like go up to him and then he signs it and so now when i get up there um like i have i'm, I'm on my phone and i have the camera video camera like already rolling so i can just give it to the security guard and guy fieri and i wanted guy fieri to um give a birthday shout out um first for my girlfriend and and i thought this would not be a big deal you know what i mean like i wait three hours to talk to you 
you gotta say one thing. I walk up to him and uh, of course I'm wearing a freaking Slipknot shirt and <laughs> and he like just starts talking to me and he's like, he's like, dude, I love the Slipknot shirt. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, man, thanks, thanks. Like I knew you would call me out for that, which is kind of why I wore it. So it's okay, but we talked about that. And then I think he thought that was like, that was my thing. Like, cause clearly he has to, he can only talk to everyone for like 10 seconds. Right. So, yeah. right. so he like pinned that, he pinned that on me and I was like, yeah, yeah. I like Slipknot to you. He was like, yeah, I'm friends with them. I like saw them on their tour. They're great. They're great. Blah, blah. And like, he talked on and on about Slipknot. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, dude, can you like, just like look at the camera and say happy birthday. That's all you got to say. And he was like, he was like, nope, you should have led with that. He was like next. And then like pushed me aside and like the next person went. And I was oh, like, wow. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not, I know he didn't mean it, but I was kind of like, dude, like, <laughs> I wanted one thing from you. And you kind of like, you kind of talked the whole time. I mean, uh, it's, it's Guy Fieri, but like, yeah. So that kind of, oh, you know, the whole like, you're out of time. I'm like, dude, this will take you two seconds if you just did it. Like, the amount of time he said, nope, you should have led with that next. He could have just said it right there, right? Yeah. You know, you could have, that's how long it takes to say happy birthday. So, uh, Dang, that kind of shattered my, my, um, I don't even know what that, st like, stardom or, or love for Guy Fieri. Now I see him and I'm like, you idiot. I'm like, you, you <laughs> schmuck. <laughs> you so fool. <laughs> so that was that. I mean, I did get the picture out of it. I did still shake his hand. I was like face to face with him. That was very cool. Um, and I sold the bottle of tequila on eBay for 150, so it wasn't a that's, loss. That's pretty good. Yeah. Nice. So you could have yeah, bought three I more bottles of tequila. I care about his bottle. <laughs> what do you say? Oh, you could have bought three more bottles of tequila with that. Just kept it going. To my price, I could buy 15 more bottles of tequila. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. With 150, yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't upset about the money anymore. I was just like, you just had to say happy birthday, like you, you just. <laughs> He just had to shoo me away. I didn't get it. I was like, Come what he really on, wanted to talk about was psychosocial, though. So like, <laughs> yeah, which is which is cool too. It's just like I didn't come up and be like, what do you think of my Slipknot shirt, guy? Like he, right. he just pointed it out and then like talked forever about it. And then I was like, okay, cool, but can you just do this? And he was like, ah, we're out of time, kid. And I'm like. You talked the whole way, like you. <laughs> I can just imagine that conversation going down, though. It's like, what do you think about my Slipknot shirt? Man, that's money. Like that would be pretty much the entirety. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, that sucks. So it's all right. Here. I don't. I don't regret it. I just. I look back and I'm like, damn. It's funny. It's stupid. <laughs> So now when you're look you're you're flipping through your channels and you, you see Guy Fieri, you're, you're like, nah, you had your time. Next. <laughs> Yo, yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I'm on I'm on Chopped now. I don't even watch Guy Fieri anymore. I watch Chopped. Chopped is Chopped good. is good. Chopped is yeah. Good. I just watched a um I was watching a vine of some guy who won <laughs> won some chef competition it was some other cooking show he goes is like i just want chopped and it zooms and it's still like this totally other different cooking show <laughs> <laughs> it's, one my, it's one of my favorite finds dude i miss vine vine is great i mean tiktok oh. is tiktok is like kind of research 
like the appreciation for like quick and nonsensical humor and it's also done yeah. this like weird thing where it's like i said earlier like i found an ep through somebody's tiktok with this one song it's doing this thing where like if you really want to promote your music the best thing is to try to get like a tiktok creator to like use your song because so many yeah. people will just go and give you listens just from that yeah i made a tiktok makes sense with just grabbing milk out of my fridge and it got <laughs> over a thousand views, so it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny it's like, yeah that's great no it's like because i think there are a few there are a few like bands and songs i think about where i'm like i don't I couldn't, like, really imagine a lot of people going and listening to the song at first. It sounds a little weird when I'm, when I'm talking about it, but, like, since the song just really started taking off in a lot of these people's videos, it just resulted in more traction. I think it's just yeah. kind of creating this new, um, kind of, like, way to market your music. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I think um, the big difference with TikTok is like um, everyone's used to scrolling to Twitter or Facebook or even Instagram, and it's a post from the band being like, or it's like you know the the, the post you can tell somebody paid money for because mm -hmm. it pops up in your feed, and then you're like, I don't follow this thing, and then you're already turned off like by the because then it feels like someone's knocking on your door at home trying to sell you something like that is long gone so i think the whole the whole paying the sponsored post um not intentional but it seems like that same thing of like a guy just knocking on your door being like you want to buy these this knife set and you're like no and then you shut the door you know um yeah. so and the but but i think tiktok then changed it and now people are kind of tricked into thinking they're finding a song or an artist um, organically because they're on TikTok because they want to be they have they have the app and they're following the people they like and it's someone who's posting a video with audio to it and they and they and I think the viewer thinks they're like going an extra mile by being like oh let's let's look that song up I bet it's cool I liked the 10 seconds of it in this video mm -hmm. I'll probably like the whole thing I'll probably like the whole album you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so I think it's like I mean I I'm with all this being said, like, I, I like it. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't think, I think the whole music and TikTok, you know, um, harmony is good. I, I kind of like that it's um, just like little dance videos or whatever, uh, what was it, getting milk out of the fridge? Like, <laughs> like but really, like, I, I like that. And, and it, going back to our original point, um, it's so much like Vine and Vine was awesome. So I'm glad we can like, get back to that um yeah you know i tried to put a metallica song to me jumping out of an airplane and it got taken down <laughs> so i think it would follow what metallica song was it just, just the same it was the song yeah yeah it was the song called fuel oh okay um it's i think it's that's not one of their better albums but that song used to be like that song is um the opening uh credit background music to a hot wheels racing game that i had for ps1 
<laughs> I think, all right, this is kind of a deep memory, but I think I remember <laughs> going to one of my- It's the deepest memory you have, I promise. <laughs> it's so deep. It's it's my deepest memory too, so. I mean, yeah, I, I was born in 2000. So like, I remember it was like right in that phase where like PS1 was starting to go out, but we still had a lot of the games. And yep. the PS2 was just about to come out, so I still had like a lot of crossover. Like I used to play a lot of like Crash Team Racing. If you oh yeah, that uh, I love Crash is my favorite. Okay, yeah, I, I yeah. just got the remaster and stuff on my PS4, and I've been having a real nostalgia trip with that. That's sick. Yeah, I've played. I don't own it, but I've played it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, now another thing that I was thinking about was um, a lot of times I think about it like when I first picked up the bass when I really started playing I had a few like uh, dream songs I really wanted to cover learn how to really do 100% one of those songs was um, one of the songs was Can't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but really what I'm still striving to do right now is a song called Maxwell Murder by Rancid. I was wondering, um, throughout the whole call right here, uh, what are your guys' like, dream songs to be able to cover? And is it on any particular instrument, or is it just like whatever you're doing right now? Or That's a good question. Uh, Griffin, you know, you know one of mine. Uh, it's it's snow right? for like yeah for the longest time i've been trying to play snow by red hot chili peppers on a guitar yeah me too. dang near impossible to do that but um a recent one that i've been trying to do is master exploder by tenacious d because that. that sounds the song sounds so freaking sick love that Declan? huh that's a good question um <laughs> <laughs> I remember one song I wanted you to do was My Itch by uh, Descendants. Oh, yeah. I haven't listened to Descendants in forever. But anyways, uh, I really don't know what my dream song would be. I guess, since I've been stuck in that house in quarantine, I kind of want to cover <clears throat> like an entire Queen of the Stone Age album, probably like the first one, on all instruments, which would be a task. Yeah, that's an undertaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap, dude. That's cool, though. I mean, that'd be really sick if you did all that. Yeah. That's, that's sweet. Yeah. I just have to figure out when the recording software and everything, but that would be a fun task. I mean, I got nothing else better to do, pretty much. Right. You and me both. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Um, what are you trying to slap skins to? That, that sounded awful. Um, <laughs> what do you, what's the song you want to do? Um, wait, can I <clears throat> clarify the question? Was this one that I want to cover during quarantine or is this one that I used to cover? I, I, I didn't hear the whole question. Um, so any song you like, it's a dream to cover or something you're like striving to do kind of deal. Okay, a striving cover, like one that I have not done yet, but I like would love to cover it. Yes. Okay, all right. I have one prepared for the one that I used to cover. Um, I mean, so you can do I that need too. to. I just thought um, I had. I remembered that when I was in, I think, high school, I 
Um, one of the songs I remember spending a lot of time learning on drums. Ironically, I didn't even plan this, but Toxicity by System of a Down was, <laughs> was a song that I like learned, you know, beat for beat or whatever back in high school. Um, but I can think of one that I'm striving to do. Uh, let, let me see. The, the sad part is um, I really do not play drums um, when I'm home, to be honest. Uh, mm -hmm. I have a small kit set up in my room. Uh, I'm sitting right next to it. But uh, right now I'm staying with my parents during this quarantine thing. And uh, my dad works from home. Uh, I have brothers who go to school from home, I guess. Um, I work from home too still. But like normally it seems the time... I'd be playing drums. I'm like disturbing a, a lot of people I live with. So I mm -hmm. actually don't, I don't play drums, which um, is sad to say and probably surprising, but I really, I, I listen to a lot of music. I, I feel like I listen to music 24 seven all day. Like I do everything to background music mm -hmm. of different artists, but um, I wish I had like a soundproof room to just like shed in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Maybe in the future I can do that for myself, but it's really funny. Like, like normally I will not even pick up drumsticks until I go on tour again, which sounds crazy. But wow. yeah, it's weird. I don't. I yeah. I feel like I'm shattering my own aura. But <laughs> that's funny. Um, so like whenever you, no, I'm in the. Do you, I'm in the you same must have like you. a period where you like drum. warm up before like going on a tour, though, right? Wait, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Say again. Uh, I'm, I'm saying like um, you say you don't really touch sticks till you go on tour again. You must have like a period where you like when you fly out to Minnesota, you must have like uh, like a period of warming up with the guys over there, right? Mhm. Mm yeah, yeah. We'll yeah we'll do like three days of of just just playing like three days of um, running the set we want to do multiple times before we take it on the road. Yeah. So so I do get to practice. I don't want to the picture that I like don't practice I just like yeah. show up and do it um he's the Allen Iverson of drummers <laughs> I I just uh I just um don't get to play as much when I'm home like I would love to like how you see people like setting up cameras and like doing like legitimate like drum covers or any instrument really like covers of songs they like like I would love to set to have that set up um I feel like that would totally you know uh occupy me during this time especially but yeah um i just don't think i have uh the space for it right now which is a shame um but definitely dude i feel like if i let's let's paint a picture say i had like the room and the camera set up and i was ready like i could just go shed right now um i I am overdue to learn some death grip songs on drums Ooh. i really want to <laughs> I love Death Grips so much, and I want to... There's so many beats Zach Hill does that I, like, will, like, try playing during, like, a sound check, and uh, then it's over, and I'm like, oh, I want to keep playing Death Grips beats, so... <laughs> um, I was not expecting that, but I'm glad you brought it up, because I... Before this happened, I think in January, I bought a shirt. Have you seen that picture of MC Ren, where he's holding something, and then there's a giant moth in the background? Maybe... 
I'm gonna try to find it real quick and maybe send it in the, in the channel. Anyways, I bought a shirt with that on it. It's not nice. It's not licensed. I wish it went directly. Did I say MC Ren? Oh, I'm so dumb. Um, MC Ride. My bad. <laughs> I knew what you mean. It's fine. <laughs> MC Ren is from uh, NWA. Um, okay. I don't know if you can see that in the chat right now. I just sent it. Let in. me take a look. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I just figured out how to put it on speaker. Oh my god. <laughs> there we go, this is a I'm bigger a version. Dumbass. Alright, here, I think, I think I can see it now. This whole time, like, this whole time, your voices were so quiet, and I had this thing, like, up to my ear, like a phone call. And I, like... <laughs> And I just pressed a speaker button by accident, and now all of you are so much louder. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad because I was, I was playing with the mic settings before because I just wanted to make sure like we were all balanced on the actual recording. So yeah. I was like, oh no, maybe I made it too quiet for him, but it sounds good on my end. Maybe I'm the... <laughs> um, but... No, no, no. No, it's, it's good now. I just think it's funny, like, I... I've used Discord, but I've like never done it to kind of speak on a podcast. But uh, I just pressed a button by accident trying to get back to the chat, and then all of your voices like rang out of my phone. I was like, "Oh, dude, of course there's a speaker button." Like, <laughs> I was like, "Man, Discord is weird." All right, I'll just adapt. And then I'm like, "Oh, there's a speaker button. Okay, that's so funny." All right. Well, now I can really hear you. Cool. <laughs> Sounds great. Awesome. Yeah, I bought, a, I bought a shirt with MC Ride and a giant moth on it, and I wore it to a party once. And it was one time in 20 years. I felt really cool. So, it's background. Did you get song. any good reactions? I got, what was your favorite Death Grip song? And I said Tachyon. Nice. Good pick. It is a good pick. Good um, pick. It's a classic. Classic. Tachyon. Uh, guillotine is kind of like the one most people know, even if they don't know Death Grips, if you just kind of like, if you just kind of say, you know that song where it's like that, just, just like a constant bass noise and the guys just go, guillotine, and they're like, oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> or you show the image of MC Ride kind of like screaming. In the car. Just, yeah, it's a static in the background. Yeah. Classic. Yep. Yeah. I was not expecting Death Grips to come up, but I'm very happy it did. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like them. I almost feel uh, like they're starting to become a cliche, which yeah. is like like only only because I think I I think I was with them from like no one knowing them to like them being really cool if you knew them. Now and now they're getting to a point where it's like they're like cliche like of course like like almost like someone's gonna say they like death grips and then assume that their their taste is really refined or something you know what i mean yeah no i completely get that um i feel that where i'm just i'm just like i don't care what people think i still listen to them all the time <laughs> i yeah. still i still love them so much i just don't but i but i can kind of acknowledge like i saw their 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 transgression from like 
unknown to like really hip and cool for a couple albums to like now everyone's like that's old news like <laughs> I, you know what I mean? like yeah no i feel um, like, and, I, I felt that way with like um what was it like mac demarco and like even like modern baseball right now just because like a lot of people are at least like some people are kind of rediscovering it and it's just kind of popped up like with modern baseball but like with mac demarco like he had his i think like two and two and salad days had just come out i think salad days just came out right when i discovered him so he wasn't like yeah, and that's when you showed me too. Yeah, he wasn't like household necessarily, but still. No, yeah, I mean, I I know what you're saying. Like, are you trying to say like Salad Days was his like coolest? Like everyone was figuring out at this point who Mac DeMarco is. Is that what you mean? Kind of. I, my my favorite album by him is actually um, either another one or um, this old dog, but like that was kind of Interesting. like yeah. But it kind of just grew into this phase where, like, now it's kind of like, you know, people who listen to Mac DeMarco now are like, yeah, this really in underground guy or something like that. It's kind of like, you know, like those fake deep kind of things. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. And yeah, like it's gotten to the point where you're like, Mac DeMarco is not hip anymore. Like maybe he still makes music that sounds indie and whatever you want to classify him as but like um like people can't say like they're they're breaking ground because they like tyler the creator you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, exactly. but but like i feel like three years ago you could probably get away with that being like there's this rapper named tyler he's unconventional here's his music and people are like oh wow that's and people are like well same with death grips like when i first heard it i was like bro this is trash but and then <laughs> because like it, it's really weird but then yeah. once you once you get used to it you're like this is this is the best thing in the world you're like wait a minute this is so ahead of its time it's like amazing um so so i think like once you get past that um yeah i'm losing my train of thought but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah no exactly i think it's it's another one of those things where it's like trying to get over fan culture as and like really just look at the artists instead because uh, sure yeah it's, yeah it's really easy to just get lost in that or uh, another person's opinion of it because i'll tell you what though actually i saw mac demarco this fall and that was, yeah that was one of the funniest concert experiences i had um at one point he went he went through his his whole entire set and then he started doing his guitar started doing a solo and as a joke the rest of his solo consisted of covers so they did like um they played carry on my wayward son but only one riff and it was for three minutes like they didn't go into the chorus it was the main riff for about three minutes that hurt <laughs> it's it's it was really funny <laughs> Nice. Was anybody pissed off? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I feel like I would be so pissed off, but <laughs> no. <laughs> but I will take your I will take your word that he sold the joke. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. It was that they did some. Um, oh, what else did they did? They did Misfits covers. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. 
Yeah. No, it was it was a lot of fun. It was probably it was probably the wa- the wackiest concert experience I had, <laughs> next to um. I don't know. Maybe the, like the second time I saw a pup, that was pretty funny too. Yeah, I I hear Mac DeMarco's concerts are are pretty humorous. Like I do I do hear that about he's like really funny at his shows, which I I like really respect. That is. Yeah, like at one point he was swinging the mic around and just like throwing it as high in the air as he could and just try to catch it and do like a real rock star thing. And at one point he just dropped it, but you know he's such a he's such a charismatic guy where you can just like play it off. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that um, additional layer of performance that like he's gonna sing his songs or whatever, but he'll also like kind of be a clown up there, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like another level of performing. I like that. Absolutely. guys have any questions or something to bring up um what really inspired you to start picking up music what inspired me to pick up music yeah um that's a good question uh um uh i feel like i i have to I think I have to trace it back to when I was really little, like maybe five or six years old. Um, my uh, grandfather, like, just had a drum drum set um, in his basement, and um, whenever I went over to my grandparents' house, like, they they would watch me if my parents went away or something, or we'd go over to have dinner or something. Me as a five-year-old would like go down with my grandfather and my grandfather played i don't really know to what extent i guess enough that he that he had a drum set still set up in his basement i really but what's funny is i've never seen him play you know what i mean like i really don't i don't know if he was good or bad or like how much he got into it in his life um i never heard of I've never seen footage of him playing. I, I, I was curious, like, if he was good or not, you know? But uh, yeah. um, it'd be funny if he sucked. <laughs> it'd, be <really> funny. <laughs> it'd be really funny if he was just trash. But he, like, was a gearhead, <laughs> so he just collected drums, but he was, like, so bad. Um, so I really don't know. But when I was, like, that was my, like, earliest memory is, like, um, playing on it when I was, like, five. But, you know, when you play on a any instrument you're five you just like bang around on it you just yeah it's it's mindless but like i don't know i just think from a young age it was like there in front of me and um sometimes sometimes this is a weird way to look at it but sometimes don't you think you, you kind of gravitate towards something because you're like i don't like anything else like I, I didn't come from a family uh that was necessarily like pushing art in any form i mean they didn't they always supported me like it wasn't like they were telling me not to do art or music or anything but yeah i'm not from any you know relative or ancestor that 
was artistically inclined. Like, I don't think I really have any of that. Um, I would just, my, my parents would, you know, put me in sports or put me in these things or in school, subjects like math, history. No, I, none of it I really liked. I mean, I would do it because it was school, but I like could not find what I did like. Like that sounds so depressing, but I kind of like, yeah. but I just kind of never uh, felt natural at anything except for music. And I was like, oh no, oh, <laughs> like, uh, but so that was just kind of what, that was like the only thing I felt like um, I was meant to do. That I don't know yeah. if that sounds corny, but like that was just like the only position that I felt like um, fully in and I was like passionate about it. And I guess, you know, you're passionate about something when like you, you, you spend a lot of time doing it. Um, you know for free or for no reward you know what i mean like when yeah that makes sense you you cancel plans on the weekends because you're like i gotta go play a show in a basement to 10 people and they're like really and i'm like yeah that's <laughs> yeah that's what i want that's what i'm that's what i want to do i don't know why but that's what i want to do right now <laughs> um so so i guess i don't know if that's even an inspiration answer yeah no that that was good um yeah yeah no that's that totally makes sense i mean yeah for me it was just something to do with friends pretty much i was gonna say you guys not all my you guys are kind of the reason like i started writing stuff yeah you guys are the reason i started playing drums because (laughs) i was the worst (laughs) guitarist when we started playing so i had to play drums (laughs) (laughs) dude that's a that's a great reason to start, man. Yeah, and now <laughs> I prefer drums over everything else. I, I feel bad about that, but like, you really wanted to play guitar. <laughs> we were also. Like, I was also. I was also teenagers. ten years old, and yeah. you guys are thirteen. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, like there was that day, like you learned, you learned a rancid song. You learned like, you learned something by system of a down in a couple of days. You played it. You still want to play guitar I'm like you have a lot of talent on drums you should really just go for it yeah and yeah then... whenever whenever you want to like cover something you're like hold on let me look listen to it for two seconds all right i got it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah. meanwhile I need, like, I need like five days to figure out a simple bass riff it's like it's great <laughs>